You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to another episode of Beside the Badge. My name is Paul Buckner. I am a civilian police chaplain in the American Midwest. And before we get down to business today, talking about rewiring your brain, I wanted to say I I had a a department reach out to me in Indiana, and they're going to send me a couple of patches. I'm grateful for that. They had some questions about uh, pastors becoming chaplains. So I've reached out to a chaplain that I have a lot of respect for, and I'm going to see about bringing him on the show. So we'll see what we can do here. But um, that, and that's a pretty big deal for me. I've only ever had the one guest on, and uh, I intend to do several guests this year, this being the beginning of 2021. But you know, I'm, I'm fairly selective with who I bring on. So uh, look forward to down the pipe here, down the road, uh, a, an episode dedicated to uh, police chaplains to becoming a police chaplain. So that said, a couple of quick housekeeping things. Um, some folks have started to reach out to me through YouTube and Facebook and say, hey, how do I get a hold of you more formally? Um, I have a Gmail account. It is beside the badge podcast, just like it sounds. Uh, no spaces or uh, or anything like that. No dots, dashes. Uh, at gmail.com, beside the badge podcast at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. So if you want to send me a patch or if you have questions, if there's something you think I can help with, I'm just a human being. I don't know. But if I can, I'll, I'll try. So uh, wanted to let you know that is a great way to get in touch with me. So getting down to business, a couple of things here. One of the things that I do, and I've got one up behind me, uh, is a couple of things that I keep here. And if you're watching this podcast, you're seeing me hold up a die, like like dice. And, you know, it's got um, six sides to it, and it has uh, dots numbered one through six. And there's a reason I have this here. And I've mentioned this before, but behind me, and I'm going to reach back. Behind me, I have sixes, dice glued together, one stacked on top of the other with the sixes pointed forward. The reason for that is that it takes me back to the game Risk, and I want to I want to be the best version of Paul Buckner I can be. So if something bad happens, I want to be able to roll as many dice as possible. Those of you who grew up playing the game Risk will know that there were times you were losing and somebody was rolling three dice against your one, and nobody wants to be there. And so I, I think about that a lot in life. If it's um, if it's studying for something that I'm learning, if it's if it's working out, if it's whatever, to be the best version of Paul Buckner that I can be, I I strive for that. Well, so I glued three dice together. I got these at a store for like twenty five cents a piece, and um, as a reminder, it sits up behind me on this shelf. Well, another thing that I do is where I work out, I have one. Where I do my my morning personal development, my Bible study time and similar, I have one. And it has one little dot. And that dot is pointed towards me as a reminder that I want the bad guy, the enemy. I want them to get one die roll against me. And I want it to come up as a one. And I want to roll sixes. And I want to roll 17 dice that are all rolling fives and sixes. So what, do I, what am I talking about? Well, that's training. That's working out. That's my time in the Word. That's all these different things combined together. And this is a very visual reminder. So I have this 
uh, where I do my Church Safety Guys podcast up on a shelf behind me. I have one where I work out. I have one where I do my Bible study air time. And then I have one behind me on this shelf as a reminder to me that I want the bad guy to get only one die roll, if any. And that bad guy could be a person I'm going to face that's going to try to hurt my family. Um, that could be a threat, a financial threat that I need to see coming. Whatever that looks like uh, is one of those things that as a as a, a man of God, as a warrior, as a chaplain, as a friend, I want to make sure that I'm the best version of myself possible so that I'm rolling sixes. So that's where that comes from. thought I'd share that with you. I begin to give different officers in my circle a dice. I'm like, do me a favor and lay this where you work out. Uh, put this in your medicine cabinet next to your deodorant, whatever, so that you can have a reminder that it's time to go work out. It's time to do these things. It's time to be the best version of yourself possible. So that said, let's talk about how to rewire your brain. So I've heard all of my life about the power of journaling, and you can go back and look at things, and you never know, you might become famous, keep a diary. And I heard all those things as a kid, and I kind of off again, on again, more off than on, kept a diary as a kid. I've looked back at stuff and sometimes I kept it more with a a thought process, less of who I was and what I was going through and more of who I might be down the road. So I really wasn't as serious about it or as honest with it as I should have been. So a couple of years ago, I was reading, doing some personal development and I came across the fact that um, journaling, especially gratitude journaling, can be very good for you. And there have been times I've discovered, I'm like, wow, that's actually in there. And I'd like to think I'm pretty in touch with my emotions and who I am and what I'm thinking. But I'm like, wow, that's that's actually in there. I didn't even realize it. So I'm going to talk about two aspects of journaling. First off, for a couple of years now, I have been doing gratitude journaling. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. I paid a dollar for a notebook at a, it's a 128-page notebook uh, that I got at a little dollar store, literally. Um, I've got an ink pen that I like that has a, it has a nice feel when I write with it. And I try to every day, it doesn't happen every day, but I try to every day sit down and write a handful of things that I'm grateful for. What's interesting is a couple of years ago, it was hard for me to think of five or six things that I was grateful for, which makes me crack up now. And I didn't realize how much in life it had wired my brain to think and act negatively. And anybody who knows me is like, wow, you're an overwhelmingly positive person. Yes and no. And, but it really had a very strong impact on me as a person to look for the positive in a situation. And I know with many of the things that you guys see uh, in law enforcement that there are, I mean, there's things at times that you're like, uh, I'm not seeing a positive. I'm not seeing a silver lining. And, uh, as I began to rewire my brain, because the word of God says, as a man thinketh, so is he, as you think, so you are. What you think is who you are. It's who you become. And and we can rewire our brain to think in certain ways. Think of people who become overwhelmingly negative. Oh, that'll never work. They haven't even thought about it. They've just dismissed it. That'll never work. There's no way to do this. Darn it. And I, I'm reminded of a story I read. I don't know if it's true or not about St. Bernard's. The St. Bernard's are very stubborn. But they'll, they'll go up and push against a tree because they're such big dogs to push it out of the way. And if it doesn't work, they just sit down. Whereas most dogs would walk up, realize they can't move the tree and walk around the tree. I, I don't know if it's true. I, have, I wasn't raised around St. Bernard's. But we can be like that as people. And so I found, I thought, well, I'll do this as an experiment. I will do like 90 days of gratitude journaling. And I found that I did it for a year and now I've done it for two years. 
And it really has had an enormous impact on how I think and how I feel. It really has impacted my day-to-day life, my walk. And I, it's something that um, I'm going to do, God willing, for the rest of my life. It has had an enormous impact on me. And I find more than it being something where I'm like, oh, I, I have five or six things to be grateful for. It's easy to come up with 10 or 12. And I try to I try to mix them up where it's not always the same thing every single time that I'm thankful for. And there's times I'm just thankful that I get a, got a good night's sleep, you know, that I, that I don't have heartburn. Or it's something simple like that over, over to, I'm so grateful that this family member of mine figured this thing out and they don't struggle in this area anymore. And I've been through a lot of personal tragedy in the last couple of years, starting about the same time that I started gratitude journaling. I lost one of my best friends. Um, I lost another close friend. And then I lost an uncle within a matter of, of days. And um, people that, that had huge impacts on my life and, and my life has been marked heavily because of them. And I really had to force myself. I had to force myself to work out. And I, I had to choose that I was going to look at the world from the, the standpoint of there's a positive here. Um, I had to cut one of my best friend's trucks apart. He had died in a wreck and I had to try to find the silver lining. God, how did you, you know, the word of God says that, that he works all things together for the good, uh, of those who are called according to his name. And I'm like, okay, my friend, a believer, he's home with you. I firmly believe that. And I cut apart his truck to get to his worldly effects for, for his family at their request. And I realized that when he had died, um, he had he had stopped breathing driving down the road, that he had been driving it at the speed limit at least, that he had been driving in a straightaway. He had probably had his cruise control on. No one else was with him. He had impacted the back of a semi that was stationary. The driver was not hurt. He didn't hit anybody head on because anybody who's worked around law enforcement for more than 10 minutes knows that if you are asleep at the wheel or if you've had a medical event going down the road, a lot of times you slump to the side and when you do, um, you're, you're actually instantly steering in another direction. And where I live is not exactly known for its straightaways. I live in the Ozarks and on the Missouri side of the Ozarks. And it's one of those things that he could have easily hit somebody head on. The vehicle that he had been in, that his body was still occupying, could easily have hit somebody head on. And a tragedy could have been stacked up on top of a tragedy. And no one sued the family. Um, you know, for, for his, for what had been my friend, his body in that vehicle traveling down the road, no one sued the family. Um, there were so many little blessings that God began to show me. And that's what I'm telling you is there, there are blessings in almost any circumstance. And I have been through some terrible, terrible situations, um, as a father, custody situations, as a husband, financially with business i have seen some terrible terrible stretches of road but then looking back i realized in 0809 when i nearly lost my business i realized that it gave me more time home ugh, gave me more time to be home with my wife who was actually at that moment going through a personal tragedy and i wouldn't have had the same amount of time if i had not had to close that store there was a silver lining and at the end of the day when i'm old and gray i want my wife to be next to me she's more important than than a career than a badge she's more important than anything other than my relationship with god and there there are there are many times in life there are silver linings i lost a sister when i was 11 
and she died very tragically um and she had cerebral palsy and, and we lost her oh she had always had delicate health she passed away in her sleep and then about four years later when i was 15 we were in a severe car accident and i broke my back the kind of wheelchair she was required to sit in would have made it potential that she could have been injured very seriously if not killed and i was a very healthy 15 year old boy uh, extremely skinny but i was very healthy and I suffered a, what, a, a perforated small intestine and I broke my fourth lumbar. That's a problem because I was in pretty good condition and she was not. She might have had a, a very long, slow, agonizing death had she been there for that accident. There, there often is, and I would argue there always is, a silver lining. And so going back specifically to rewiring the brain, there are several things that I do. I've talked about grief before. I've talked about, so if you haven't heard those podcasts, they're in my list. Um, this is the beginning of season two in 2021. I've got a, a season with 25 other episodes in it that you can go back and check out. But that that became a very interesting thing for me. I learned a lot uh, in doing my gratitude journaling and, and it as it rewired my brain. I can oftentimes see a silver lining. And I've talked about mindset. I'm going to delve into that and come back. I was at an event one day. It's one of the most powerful stories I have about how mindset affects things. So um, th this lady, I was, I was doing security for a facility and I was getting ready to shut things down as a volunteer for that night and uh, lock the doors up and everybody was leaving. This lady says, oh, no, don't, don't turn the lights out on me. Don't lock me in. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I'm like, okay. So I left the hallway light on and I was going by to turn out lights past that bathroom. And I hear her holler from inside the bathroom. Somebody left or somebody didn't flush the toilet. I hate it when people don't flush the toilet. And as I was passing by, I said, well, I tell you what, if it doesn't flush for you, let me know. And I will talk to janitorial about having a look at it. And she's like, oh, I didn't think of that. We can be wired, and I would argue oftentimes as people, we, we life, we allow ourselves to be wired that way. We allow circumstances to wire us to be negative. And she had a negative outlook that somebody had done this on purpose or somebody had done this to be a jerk or somebody had done this because their mom didn't raise them right. Where, whatever it was that her mindset was at. And that's fine. We, we all have our moments. Trust me, I have mine. But sometimes it's not the slight, the personal offense that people think it is. You know, I've, I've literally seen circumstances where it was easy to take something as a personal slight only to realize later that what happened had nothing to do with me. And, um, it's one of those, there's a saying that I love. It's like, did you have a bad day or did you have a, a bad five minutes that you allowed to cause you to have a bad day? And in law enforcement, you have to be ready to go rinse and repeat to the next call. You go to a call and you see something terrible and you have to be able to be like, well, Lord, be with that person. I don't know what to say or think or do for them. They're in your hands and you go to the next call. You know, I have an outlook on life. If you're breathing or if you were recently breathing, I'm going to do everything in my power to, to keep you alive or, or get you back. But if you're dead, there's nothing I can do for you anymore. So to be absent from the body is to be present with God. That's scripture. And so my outlook is this side of death, I'm going to do everything in my power to keep you alive. Once you're gone, there's nothing I can do for you except show respect to you in the form of treating your body with respect and or your family. 
um, but there's nothing I can do for you anymore. And so, you know, you, that is part of my outlook on things. And I, I wish that a mindset like that could be taught more in academies. Um, so where am I going with this? Well, I'll, we'll talk quickly about this and then we'll jump over to a, uh, a bit of a commercial break and come back. But gratitude journaling is half of the biggest part of rewiring my brain. And I'll give you the other half after the commercial break. Gratitude journaling has taught me to look at the world completely differently. And I double dog dare you with sprinkles on top to just grab a dollar notebook and set it somewhere and um, get up a few minutes earlier. Um, do it when you're taking your, your constitutional and you're sitting on the toilet. Do something not on your phone and, you know, put the phone off to the side and use that time to be like, today I'm grateful that the department changed from making us carry our duty gear on our belt to a chest rig. I'm grateful that I am not partnered with so-and-so who made a mess of my car. Every time that we worked on the shift, uh, I would come in and he didn't clean the car. And, you know, it, the, the vehicle smelled and whatever. I'm glad that I'm not, I'm glad that I'm not working opposite that person. Whatever it is, find something to be grateful about. Let's take a sponsor break and come back. So quickly, John Lee O'Reilly with uh, General Response. He teaches in your face de-escalation in a way that gets and keeps people's attention and helps them to, to experience a high stress environment and be able to de-escalate people accordingly. Number two, got your six coffee. I love my got your six coffee. I love it. Got my founding members cup right here. I drink a cup of joe. Mm, cup of joe. I love it. So followed by the fact that the uh, why I love got your six coffee and specifically cup of joe, there's purpose in every cup. Every time I drink it, I know that I'm changing the life of a policeman a firefighter, an EMT, a paramedic, or a veteran, and I'm helping them to live a better life. Service to those who serve. Check out Got Your Six Coffee. My buddy, Eric Hadley, I would consider a personal favor. Your department probably drinks coffee. Drink their coffee. Number two, or number three, Matt Combs, Shield Force International, training par excellence in knife defense, hand-to-hand, -hand, in, um, in church safety, in surviving the ambush, in mindset, and more. Check out Shield Force International online. Check out Matt Combs. So coming back, um, another thing that I began to do was actually do more formal journaling. I, I read a lot of little books, a lot of big books, on the topic of personal development, becoming the best version of myself that I can. And I'm probably 25 or 30 pages into this journal and I started it at the tail end of the last year. Sometimes when I journal and it's not, it, it's actually a separate book from the book on, from the little uh, gratitude journal, but I, sometimes it's a page. I will write one page and then the last entry that I made, uh, I think it was five pages. I had so much that was going through. I was playing a little bit of catch up, but I had so much that was going through my mind that I wanted to get into that journal and I want to go back in a year and look at because I've done this with my gratitude journal and I'm like oh I'm grateful for this thing and now I don't even have to worry about that anymore that I'm grateful that I'm developing a plan to fix this problem or I'm grateful that I'm starting to get momentum on paying off that car and now I'm looking back going I haven't had that car payment in months 
if we don't if we don't have an idea of where we've been we might not end up where we're going and doing regular journaling has been a huge blessing to me and it helps me keep things in perspective and i mean i'm a parent i worry about my kids I, i've got all the concerns that everybody else has and when i get up early in the morning and i do my personal development that consists of now i'm a christian i'm, I'm a chaplain i want to be the best version of, version of myself that i can be i want to be as close to god as i can be so what i do is i get up early in the morning and um I, there's one i'll listen to a worship song and i will worship quietly just by myself nobody else up in the house and i will um i will read about half an hour uh in the bible and or in a bible study accompanying the bible and um i will do some personal development reading i will spend a few minutes jotting down things i'm grateful for um, i will spend a few minutes journaling just about the last couple of days or what i'm thinking about doing this week and I have had things come out where I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was in there. Like, I, I didn't know I felt that way, or I didn't know that that bothered me that much. I didn't know that I was that happy about that. I didn't know that I wanted to do that. And that sounds strange, but things will bubble up when I'm doing my journaling. And, um, and then there's a, series of, there's a series of Bible verses that mean a lot to me that I will read out loud to myself. Now, take all that for what it is, but all of those things are helping to rewire my brain. There are things that I know that I've learned in books, and I've talked about this before. I've paid 10 cents for a book that's changed my life. Wow. You know, and I've talked about this before, but I've paid 10 cents for a book that talked about getting out of credit card debt or talked about investing, and I bought it at, a, at literally a junk store. And right next to it, on the shelf next to it, was Fifty Shades of Garbage. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey. And right next to the book that I that changed my life, they wanted five bucks for this used copy of Fifty Shades of Filth. And here I was able to pick up a book for a dime. I, I remember, I've talked about this before, but I remember I, was, I got 10, 10 of these books for a dollar and they were on investing in your future and mindset and a bunch of different things like this. And I have eaten them up. I've read probably half of those books and I'm steadily working my way through them going, oh wow, that's, that's a really good book. That really makes me think differently about that. Personal development makes a difference. And if you look back over the last five, 10, 15 years, and you're the same person exactly, you've not improved in any area, I would feel bad. Um, in the last year, I am not remotely the same person that I was a year ago. I'm definitely not the person I was five years ago. And that's not said out of pride and arrogance. That's said out of, oh, well, thank God. I'm moving forward in some areas. Daily washing in the Word, staying close to God, and learning to become the best version of myself. Learning what makes me tick. Learning my personality and the nuances and pitfalls of my personality, learning my strengths and weaknesses. And that helps me be a better husband, father, friend, and chaplain. So, so rewiring our brain to overcome negativity. Um, and think about the people you hang out with. I've talked about this before, but the five people you hang out with the most are going to have the biggest impact on how you think and feel and act and even your financial future. So if the people you are surrounded with all of the time are unbelievably negative, guess what you have to do? And of course, guess what your job is? You're dealing with the two to four percent of society that get arrested all the time. Your job at that point for you is to put your brain in a place where you can think about things in a positive way. You got to pick your battles. You got to understand, you know, you arrest them and you, you get them booked in. And after that, it's somebody else's responsibility. You can't make that judge think your way. You can't make those lawyers think your way. But you can you can arrange for the meeting. And 
you know, I'm positive about this and this happened and this other thing's happening over there. Even if your job and work and, and the way pop culture, the social media, the news wants you to think the average American thinks and feels about you, which I can tell you from experience is not even remotely, not even remotely true. But those are things that we've got to think about is, hey, okay, am I letting, am I letting these outside influences dictate how I think and feel and how I feel about my job and, and all these different things, or am I, or am I rewiring my brain to look at the positives? We paid off the braces. Uh, six more months in the trucks paid off. Okay, let's not incur any more debt in between now and then. I've got this weekend planned to go away with my wife. We're going to do this thing over here. We're going to take the family to church on Sunday. Um, you know, that I, I found out that that young man that I helped that one day that was having such a bad day, um, he wrote me a letter and sent it to the department and said, hey, thank you. Put those things up where you can see them and look at them and, and go, yes, that's right, I am making a difference and we have to remember that sometimes the people that we try to help when when we're out and about they don't want to be helped and they don't want to change they've got their own mindset and their own journey and their own difficulty but you have to make sure that your battery doesn't get drained you've got to recharge it and that is the positive habits and the things you do with family and not only always hanging out with police officers uh, so that so that you lose faith in humanity and decide, one officer told me, he's like, I've just decided that everybody in the world has their head up their butt. And then as I began to talk about him, about him, as I began to talk to him and he began to explain what he meant, he pretty much was convinced that almost all of society are idiots. And, uh, and unfortunately, he's wrong, or very fortunately, he's wrong. Um, but we talked about the fact that 99% of his friends and 99% of what he deals with on a day-to-day -day basis is negative and his friendships are solely based in and around the law enforcement world. He's developed a very jaded, um, self-harming view of the world because it literally develops a downward spiral in our emotions, can create depression and, and um, negative coping mechanisms for life. So I'm going to get off here and uh, I am going to... Uh, come back uh, with I'll pray uh, over this uh, over this particular episode and then uh, I got some cool stuff coming down the pipe that I'll be sharing with you guys so uh, Lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you dear Heavenly Father I thank you for everyone who listens to this podcast I ask that you guide them closer to you that you guide them help them bless them and protect them keep them safe Lord God cause the bad guy to stumble as always bend the bullets around these officers Lord God I lift them up to you I ask that you, you help them to find the positive coping mechanisms that are not self-harming for them to be able to deal with stress in these different situations and Lord God I ask that you would help them to feel a desire to do gratitude journaling for 90 days and Lord God I think that they probably will fall in love with it, in love with it the way that I have and uh, to discover all of the things that happen when we begin to develop the best version of ourselves Lord God I thank you and I give you the honor and the glory in your son Jesus name amen guys I'll see you next time thank you for listening to the beside the badge podcast stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast 